the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Morning Answer. Us, it is a Wednesday. It's a day after Election Day. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, happy to be with you. Some big developments happening overnight, Brian. The electoral total seemed to be staying consistent with what we saw when you went to bed last night. That was 238 electoral votes for Joe Biden. 213 electoral votes for Donald Trump. But there has been some shifting in the map. When we went to bed, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia were still up in the air. Nevada was leaning blue. Everything else was leaning red. Nevada is still leaning blue this morning. And Uh uh, unfortunately, the change for President Trump happened overnight in Wisconsin and Michigan. Those states now leaning blue. And I have to kind of blow my uh, my alarm here. Can I blow the old air horn? Because I was just looking at Michigan numbers on the break, Brian, and there were 128,000 votes just added to the total in Michigan. Well, Not one of them for Donald Trump. All of them put into the column for Joe Biden. Now you tell me that they found 128,000 votes laying somewhere and there wasn't one Donald Trump vote. That no, doesn't what, seem right. Well, what happened... You. If you're watching a running tally, you saw maybe a 128,000 additional votes for President Trump compared to uh, for, for Joe Biden compared to what President Trump had. Look, here's the truth, and let's not forget what happens on election night. They the numbers come in in real time, and they are added to the scoreboard in real time, and it is not at all uh, conspiracy theories uh, ahoy. It is not at all. Atypical. In fact, it's typical for commentators to say, for example, let's take the state of Pennsylvania. Well, we're going to expect these numbers uh, to shift here shortly because uh, the next bulk of votes to come in to be counted are from the Philadelphia area, which is a heavily Democratic area, a very diverse city, the fifth largest city in America. So that's an area here where if these votes are coming in and uh, Florida, for example, uh, we've got votes coming in 2000 from the panhandle. The race is too close to call. There's a lot of conservative voters there, supporters of Republican candidates. So when they came in, they when they come in. In from these different pockets of where people live and vote and their different philosophies and their different preference for candidates, it does shift uh, sometimes very dramatically the overall number that but viewers are looking at on television or hearing on the radio. I get all of that. I mean, I live in Los Angeles, so I can see the pocket when L.A. votes are counted. My vote is not necessarily reflected in the majority, but my vote is still there. There, it, it, this Think about this. This is what is happening in Michigan right now as we speak. Yeah. 128,000 votes just added to Biden's column, not one added to Donald Trump's. Now, so what you're telling me is that they found a community of 128,000 voters no, and I'm not, not one of that. them supported President Trump. See, I don't I don't think uh, that that's true. And I question exactly where these 128,000 Biden votes were hanging out. OK, uh, I'm 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 not 
suggesting that's what happened. I don't work for the Registrar of Voters in Michigan. I don't know what they uh, what their practice is. I will say, however, if you looked at both numbers and you didn't see at all the number of President Trump move up even a digit, but you saw, okay, I understand that that would that is weird. That looks weird, but. The fact remains that when vote totals come in from different regions or different states or different cities within different regions within the 50 states, uh, the commentators will tell you. Uh, expect now to see a bump for President Trump for these votes are coming in from uh, from from outside of of Atlanta, Georgia, and more suburban areas where there are more conservative voters. Yeah, I guess a, a bump is different than a full solid 128,000 votes. And this, to me, is what I have been worried about. This is seeming to look an awful lot like California did in 2018, where conveniently we found votes and elections were flipped. This means that everybody is going to be lawyered up. This is not good. This well, is they not already a great out. Yeah, this is not a great outcome in our 2020 election. You can join us in conversation all morning long, 855-785-8255. You can comment. I, it seems to me President Trump has been, uh, time and time again, the left has been trying to take him down from fake impeachments to uh, fake accusations about Russia, Russia collusion, all of these things. Is this the latest tactic of uh, the left in this country to try to go after Donald Trump again, using your votes to do it? Alan is in El Segundo. Hi, Alan. You're on the morning answer. Good morning. Well, good morning, uh, Jennifer and Brian. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I was watching the results, and I noticed 8 uh, p.m. when the polls closed uh, that immediately California, Oregon, and Washington were called for Biden. So my question is, I mean, historically, if you could tell me, how in the world did the west coast of the United States become the left coast? Well, that is a that is a, uh, a that is a historical question. The last presidential candidate who's a Republican to win the state of California was George H. W. Bush in 1988. Since 1992, it's always been the Democratic candidate. Uh, it is common, Alan. I'm sure you know this in El Segundo as you uh, consume these results. When it's a state like uh, California, for example, where we are, the networks do, and it's not a tough one just because of the numbers. Uh, and and the, to call California the moment the polls close, that's an easy one. New York is similarly easy. On, on the flip side, but but not quite, uh, any more as as easy. Texas was always one more. Or Utah, the polls close. We project the Republican was... candidate won there. But you know, there they, they these are states where it where those projections are fairly safe to make. That was one of the uh, that was one of the criticisms last night, Alan um, and, and Brian. Is that uh, states like Texas, states like Florida, it took them an awfully long time to uh, to actually call those races for President Trump. Even in Florida, where the president was ahead by like 700,000 votes, it took them a very long time, hours and hours to call Florida. And you're right, Alan, they did make those immediate calls in California, Oregon, and Washington. Has a lot of people scratching their head today. Thanks so much for the phone call. You can join us, 855-785-8255. President Trump has tweeted as of seven minutes ago, Brian, he said, Last night, I was leading often solidly in many key states in almost all instances, Democrat run and controlled. Then one by one, they started to magically disappear as surprise ballot dumps were counted. Very strange. And the pollsters got it completely and historically wrong. That's a message from President Trump this morning, who last night at the White House also offered the same remarks, basically questioning the outcome. And four years ago. 
three days before the 2016 election, he said on a stage on television, the, the results three days from now in his race with Hillary Clinton cannot be trusted. They cannot be trusted. They cannot. They, they won't be legitimate. Then, of course, he won. And the next thing we knew was Sean Spicer screaming at us that it was the largest inaugural crowd. However, uh, where it appears now more on the bubble for both candidates, uh, and the president has more riding, he's the incumbent, obviously, uh, he, he's, he, he, he is back to what is for him a very familiar uh, argument, that, the, that there's a conspiracy against him. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, if it's a familiar uh, familiar it argument is. because this is one that is a new situation, but certainly a big question. One hundred twenty thousand right. Biden votes dumped into the mix just a few moments ago. And I'm I, saying he's saying you can't trust the results, and that's what he said in 2016. I know you've been hearing about Midas Gold Group here on AM 870 for a while now. They're right here in Thousand Oaks, and I'm very happy to recommend their great services to you. Midas Gold Group is a number one veteran-owned gold and precious metals dealer in the country. So if you're buying or selling gold. So silver or precious metals, go meet these guys. Do it in person for fast, reliable, and professional service. Midas Gold is the best place to buy and sell your precious metals. And did you know that they also offer gold IRA service? With the recent volatility in stocks, many investors are using little-known structure that allows you to use your existing IRA or old 401k to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call or go see my friends at Midas Gold Group. Ask for a free copy of their IRA guide. Call 805-601-6000 or go to Midas Gold group.com 805-601-6000 tell them jennifer horn sent you 805-601-6000 an update on the shift and the balance of power in the united states senate as your wednesday morning answer continues news and talk you can trust i tell you what if i had the talent of any one of these people i'd be elected president by acclamation (laughs) the morning answer with brian whitman and jennifer horn Maybe he will be elected president. The fight is on. The battle is on in the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia. We are watching that race very, very closely. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, we thank you for joining us. Post-election day coverage. And Don Dix joins us from the Jen and Don Show on AM590. The answer, he's at our California desk. Don, thanks for being with us this morning. It is such a special day to be with you guys as well thanks for having me uh the the folks at uh the organization is fox news they say jennifer uh with 224 and this is their tally 224 this morning the morning after the presidential election which was which is was not an election we don't know yet who the winner is uh 224 electoral college votes for former vice president biden president donald trump with 213 of course we remember uh 270 is the number needed to win. According to Fox, there are uh, the following seven, I believe, states that are that will decide ultimately uh, who the winner is. And the list is is brief, but it's a lot of states. Pennsylvania already, I heard very early this morning on TV, three lawsuits already filed. I mean, in the middle of the night. So Pennsylvania is one and uh, it's led by a Democrat, Tom Wolf. Michigan is the second. Wisconsin is the third. Nevada. okay, and then North Carolina, home of my cousin Pat. Oh, Fatville, of course. Uh, Georgia, where former Vice President Biden spent a lot of time thinking he could win the state of Georgia. That is up in the air. So that's according to Fox. Those are the states that uh, have to decide what went wrong if something did go wrong. And uh, we won't have a, a victor declared until 
that group of states, according to the Fox News folks, uh, um, get their numbers exact. Yeah, it's going to be uh, going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Joe Biden last night spoke about 11 o'clock our time. He showed optimism about winning the state of Arizona, which now has been called in favor of Joe Biden. Fox News calling it very early on, getting a slew of criticism for that. And of course, saying that he still has some optimism about Pennsylvania. We believe one of the nets has suggested we've already won Arizona, but we're confident about Arizona. That's a turnaround. We also just called it for Minnesota, and we're still in the game in Georgia, although that's not one we expected. And we're feeling real good about Wisconsin and Michigan. And by the way, it's going to take time to count the votes. We're going to win Pennsylvania. I'm talking to the folks in Philly, Allegheny County, Scranton, and they're really encouraged by the turnout and what they see. Look, you know, we could know the results as early as tomorrow morning, but it may take a little longer. As I've said all along, it's not my place or Donald Trump's place to declare who's won this election. That's the decision of the American people. But I'm optimistic about this outcome. That's voice of Joe Biden. You can hear him surrounded uh, by those car <laughs> horns. Sounds like yeah. he's doing his acceptance it's, speech from a car dealership. <laughs> yeah, no, or, or from the Bob's Big Boy uh, Friday night car <laughs> hop. Like. I am so furious, really. I'm, furious. I'm, I'm so frustrated with our American government because, uh, you know, at, at 48 years old, I was 28 on the nose when the nation went through this, uh, not this exactly, but something that Florida – Bush v. Gore went to the Supreme Court, didn't know who the president was until December 12th. Okay, the nation went through great anxiety, great stress, great chaos. The markets, there was some suffering, and it was un, there was a lot of uneasiness. The takeaway from that was that every politician you could stuff in a suit or a pantsuit or a dress or get a microphone in front of would talk about the necessary reforms, and, and it was for a few years. I was on the radio. Talk talk about, you know, reform, election reform, uniformity, maybe some sort of standard followed by the nation, maybe in, in execution, some leeway for various states. None of that, whether it's been achieved, none of that is so significant that it prevents something like this from happening. For we are a great nation and we do great things. We go to outer space. Elections in this, the greatest democracy in human history, are sacrosanct. With all our resources, by golly, get these nights yeah. right, guys. Yep, it just causes more distrust of the system. Uh, Don, I know you've been tracking some of well, the races here in California, but what do you make nationally of uh, of the map that we're seeing changing uh, literally hour by hour since we all woke up this morning? You know, I just I just want to follow up. Uh, there, I, I think there's some very important uh, things to look at in both Wisconsin and Michigan. But to Brian's point, Space travel. Yes, we, we've, we've traveled to space. We have the technology to be able to put men on the moon. We're contemplating a Mars trip now. Incredible technology. Counting votes should be one of the easiest things for us to do. And I think the answer is politics. When you insert politics into the equation, um, you're going to get a very uncertain uh, system, if you will, can you imagine if space travel had politics inserted in it, the death toll 
that would that would have happened with uh, uh, trying to put people into space. Um, thank God that politics isn't involved in space. I don't travel. think we we get off the pe- the the launch pad if politics were. Yeah, were we super probably involved. never would. Yeah, we'd never be able to fuel these things. Um, you mentioned Wisconsin. There's also an interesting bump that happened about the same time in Michigan, where uh, roughly a hundred a hundred thousand plus votes all of a sudden landed in Joe Biden's column. Yeah, we were talking about that. With not one going to, to Donald Trump. Right. Well, the same thing happened in Wisconsin. So in Wisconsin, in at six twenty three a.m. on November fourth, uh, a bump happened in the Joe Biden votes as well, putting him uh, moving that contest as well into the Joe Biden column. Now, there's still vote counting going on in Brown and Kenosha counties in Wisconsin. uh, But that got that that race, that that bump, that that decidedly Joe Biden bump, 100 percent of the votes falling into Joe Biden's uh, uh, list was a was a very big deal. So seeing that happen in both those states is very curious. I'm not going to intimate anything other than curious right now, but it's worth noting and well, talking also, about. If I may, when you're counting that many votes, and we had record turnout and provisional ballots that are coming in to be counted, absentee, et cetera, et cetera, as we learned 20 years ago, that uh, that uh, uh, clusters, groups of votes, and I don't even mean what I said in, in the first hour about coming from certain geographical regions, the, the, the logistics of counting these votes often – well, there's often errors made. I mean, if you sat, if I sat down with a calculator and had to count numbers these high, uh, numbers this high, I would make a mistake or two and would have to add back and forth. I am not at all going to marry up to a conspiracy theory done before the world just by elevating these numbers. These numbers every election. In every state and every municipality, they move on a presidential scale with record turnout. Uh, you can expect a movement that is more seismic uh, than. And look, if we're going to, President Trump did far better than uh, than even Nate Silver. Nate Silver yeah. was the one guy who had President Trump in the winners column in 2016. Even Nate Silver was saying, as recently as a week and a half ago, he only has a one in seven chance of pulling an upset here. So you know, and more than just, and again, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist here with these votes that are finding their way in. But this is the kind of stuff that's questionable. This is the stuff that people are going to go, wait a second, what's going on here? And this kind of delegitimizes the process a bit when you see those numbers. It causes people to question it. Certainly, this is what lawyers are going to be looking at. Don, you'll be back in 20 minutes. We'll get an update for you from you. So thanks for hanging in there with us. And I also want to bring you up to speed on Arizona, an update here from Mercedes Schlapp, who is a member of President Trump's campaign. According to Jason Miller, who's also a campaign member, they believe that Donald Trump's win margin in Arizona is going to be 30,000 votes. They are questioning the call on the state in Arizona. That's some new news coming out. We'll have more of the president speaking out last night in your Donald Daily Download. It happens as the morning answer continues. Jennifer Horn is funny, smart, and beautiful. And then there's Brian, who's, um, well, anyway, this is the morning answer. Got to say it. Feeling like I got a little pep in my step. Thanks for joining us. I got the iced coffee infusion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've I, only I been up for a thousand hours. <laughs> 
you look like President Trump after he said he got the Remeron at the uh, Walter Reed Medical Center. You did look at me. Do. I'm you today. I've got a Diet oh, that Coke is so in one funny. hand. And that is I- so funny. That is so funny. Well, I ask you to bravely carry forth that tradition in your personal life with the Coca-Cola and the highly caffeinated and the highly caffeinated. What's the name of it? That's a seasonal Starbucks food I actually drink. was going to go seasonal, and we will get to the Donald Daily Download in a moment. Thank you for joining us post-election day coverage. But literally, We still don't know who the president will we've be. We've been up uh, a lot of hours. I have not to, slept. No, I have not slept. I slept for 15 minutes, and then my uh, – I had a two-and-a-half-hour nap in my <laughs> – it's very bad. Anyway. I put on social media a picture of one thing I found in my in my uh, cupboard, a five-hour energy drink oh, from like a year and a half ago. Hey, you know what? When desperate times call for desperate measures, well, I you took throw out down. that expiration date. I took it down at about 7 o'clock at night. Oh, I, yeah. Well, and there you go. Really. So yeah. I have the um, I have the Diet Coke here, and then I have my iced coffee. So I, I had to hit up my friends at the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf, and God love sure. them. They deliver. Sure. Yeah, they And people. normally I just get iced tea because I don't believe in drinking your calories because I do enough damage on my own. So I always just get iced tea. But because Coffee Bean puts sweetener in all their iced teas, I thought this time I'm just going for the iced coffee. So right. here there it comes. I have is. the hazelnut iced coffee. We're ready for the John Daily download. Are you? And or do you want to Jennifer, hear more about my beverage preferences? You no, know, I want to give a shout out to Jennifer Horn, one of the great women of, of the industry. diabetic industry. Right. <laughs> okay. This is the answer with Brian and Jen. I would have never run. I ran because of you. I'm looking at you now. You're a politician. I ran because of you. The Donald Daily Download. I'm just going to say, guys, I can't give this up. Fight hard, Mr. President. We've got your back. We need Donald Daily Downloads for another four years. President Trump yesterday at the... How about this, Mr. President? Don't stand back and stand down. We're not talking about the the what boys, the the, the proud the, boys, the, the proud boys, which I'd never no heard of. But I'm sorry, no proud boys act here. I'm not going to stand back. I'm not going to stand down. Where's Mike? Let's Mike get to the mic. By we the way, st- let's start there. You called for Mike, Mr. President. You're calling for who? Mike Pence. Yes, I am, because he was with me in a tag team performance last night. He was. All right, so we'll, just, we'll start backwards, because first we heard from the president, then we saw Mike Pence, but why not? VPs before presidents. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. President. I want to join you in, in thanking more than 60 million Americans who have already cast their vote for four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House. And while the votes continue to be counted, uh, we're going to remain vigilant. As the president said, uh, the right to vote has been at the center of our democracy since the founding of this nation, and we're going to protect the integrity of the vote. But I really believe with all of my heart, with the extraordinary margins, Mr. President, that you've inspired in the states that you just described uh, and the way that you launched this movement across the country to make America great again, uh, I truly do believe, as you do that we are on the road to victory and we will make America great again, again. Thank you, Mr. President. Again. I found that an interesting uh, turn of phrase. Really? Why? Oh, for the obvious reasons, Jennifer, because if you forget we're four years in and the promise is the same, uh, the the words, we're going to make America great again. Again. That was – Right. Therein lies the hmm. That was the joke, though, because remember, it was keep America great. We were going to CAG instead of MAGA. But then we had the coronavirus. And so we have some rebuilding to do. Right. So we're going to make America great again, which it was last year again because. Right. Well, but first he's got to get elected president again, again. 
Right. And we're going to have to call our lawyers again, again, <laughs> to keep watching those polls in now Arizona. Michigan, I don't think I can do this and again. Wisconsin. Again. And it's going to happen again hey, and hey, again. Hey. Uh, is there a president in Wisconsin I can call? We've been very good to you. We'd You're like fired. To see some help. You know, we've been very, very good to you. Oh, to thank Wisconsin. Oh, God. Came out. We believe. Ah, sorry. Oh, musical. It's I've like the jukebox to, from hell. This is where I actually start to short circuit. She's losing it, folks. <laughs> I've uh, got a trigger finger that just can't wait. All right, President Trump talked about Arizona, and uh, we now have found out from the campaign, as of literally four minutes ago, well, maybe more like 10 minutes ago, they are thinking that there is an opportunity for President Trump to yes. eke out a victory in Arizona. It was called for Joe Biden very early in the evening by Fox M- News, later in the evening from all of the other news outlets. May I say to you, very important, this morning, uh, your Los Angeles Times running a story about the Democratic candidate winning a very red state, presidentially speaking, Arizona. And of course, uh, Cindy McCain, by the way, the widow of the late great Senator John McCain did endorse. I'm not suggesting she is singularly responsible for any, but, but I, I think it helped. Uh, it's the first time, in, if it's true, if it's not challenged and, and, the, and the result is overturned, first time in 24 years yeah. a Democratic presidential candidate has won the state of Arizona. It'd be a significant victory, not a huge surprise because of the influx, literally, and I'm not trying to be funny here, of California voters into the state of, uh, of Arizona. It's a shifting or, population. Also, certainly. the influx of McCain family members who have been moving in there. There are heavily, many. That's right. Heavily, heavily. You <laughs> think Megan's the tip of the iceberg over there. And there's a new baby. Liberty is Isn't Megan's that nice? new baby. She's really I cute. Saw. All I right, saw. President Trump talking about Arizona last night. This happened Literally at 3 a.m. In fact, we'll start with the president having a little fun about the time. He's like, oh, at least he starts out being a little, you know, laughing. This is without question the latest news conference I've ever had. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it very much. And I want to thank the American people for their tremendous support. Millions and millions of people voted for us tonight. And, uh, A very sad group of people is trying to disenfranchise that group of people, and we won't stand for it. All right. Now we'll hear the president talk about Arizona. We also, uh, if you look and you see uh, Arizona, we have a lot of life in that. And somebody said somebody declared that it was a victory. for, And maybe it will be. I mean, that's possible. But certainly there were. A lot of votes out there that we could get because we're now just coming into what they call Trump territory. I don't know what you call it, but these were friendly Trump voters. And that could be overturned. The gentleman that called it, I watched tonight. He said, well, we think it's fairly unlikely that he could catch. Well, fairly unlikely. (laughs) And we don't even need it. We don't need that. That was just a state that if we would have gotten it, it would have been nice. Arizona. But there's a possibility, maybe even a good possibility. In fact, since I saw that originally, it's been changed and the numbers have substantially come down just in a small amount of votes. So we want that obviously to stay in play. But most importantly, we're winning Pennsylvania by a tremendous amount of votes. Pennsylvania is in dispute right now. Apparently already, as of about three, four hours ago, I was watching uh, one of the Late night, it was very early East Coast show, uh, one of the network television news programs, and they were saying that already three uh, different 
lawsuits have been filed between yesterday and very early this morning in the state of Pennsylvania. I have to say something about about President Trump, and I'm not going to be critical here. I believe that both of these candidates, President Donald Trump and the former Vice President Joe Biden, they both have every reason and every right to challenge these results, which are so close, where there are still votes to count. Uh, I, I am yet to throw a penalty flag on either one of them. If I were either one of them, Jennifer, I think if you were yeah, either you one of the challenge. candidates, you'd be doing the same thing. And, uh, and this, is, uh, this is thus far, if my opinion means anything to you, it's not inappropriate on either side. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I think that this is uh, a tough race. It's a race where there are a lot of new rules. There are a lot of early votes and uh, there's a lot of rule changes that would be addressed that could be concerning to uh, both candidates. Pennsylvania right now, President Trump is up as the current total. And again, we've seen these totals move around quite a bit. These magical ballots that we find just dumping in. But President Trump is up by 10 percent in uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania election officials just addressed the vote count. They're actually doing that right now. Uh, We will have some of that information for you as it breaks, as we continue. It's your Wednesday Morning Answer. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Jen is the conservative crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. Thanks for joining us on your post-election day. It is Brian Webb and Jennifer Horn and Don Dix joining us. It is, uh, well, it's fun to be like all together, like the yeah, Three Musketeers. It, it is. Uh, in this unprecedented year of 2020, things continue to happen that you never thought you'd see or hear. I just had a chance to watch Don Dix dance quite uh, quite with a lot of flair uh, to to the music of a, of, a, of a gay artist. He was shaking his groove thing, is he what you're really trying to say. Why is it important to know that he Gay. He just produced awesome music, and I yes. appreciate awesome music. I and you produce, what my friend. Orientation is. I don't care what the color is. I understand that. I agree. It's like the Chinese government has and, come in and taken away your cell reception. No, no, so. And you performed with exceptional glitter. And platform shoes, and I was impressed by that. And yeah, he, but I mean, freedom, for a saying, really white guy, you really can move it, Don. Well, you know, all the girlies say Don's pretty. I think, Don, we're going to have to reconnect with you because you sound now like Charlie Brown's school teacher. Yeah. So, Katie, can you maybe reconnect with Don to try to see if we can get him back? Is California uh, is, News Desk is Don on the phone? <laughs> okay. So, uh, can I say something about the counting of votes? No. Yes, you can, of course. No, no, I I like to ask. (laughs) Believe me, I like to ask. I don't want to intrude. Uh, Here's the thing about this now. I would like to give you a number. A number. Two two numbers. Okay. These two numbers uh, reflect, at least according to our friends at Shibish News, several hours ago, the popular vote. Now, these numbers are are changing, but it indicates kind of the difference here, uh, which is Far less than a lot of the polls were suggesting. So with 200, and this is CBS News, 224 electoral votes for former Vice President Biden. That'd be a leading position at this point to 213 electoral votes for the incumbent president of the United States, Donald Jen Trump. (laughs) And uh, popular vote, according to CBS News, 50, 50.1%. Go to Joe Biden with the total number of votes cast, and there's still so many to count, 68,987,501 Americans cast a vote for president for Joseph Biden yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is uh, more, not a whole lot more, given the statistics here, 
than President Trump received. The president uh, at this at the, at the time of this tally, 48.2 percent of the popular vote was 66 million 287,812. That number is going to change yeah. because there's still so many votes to count when we were talking about 90,000 Americans casting ballots before Election Day. What is yet to be uncorked by any of these analysts, Jennifer, mm-hmm. is the much The much considered and concern was there about the fact that some voters could double dip, could send in their mail-in ballot. We haven't really even heard them. They haven't had the time to even really get to analyzing that yet. That's what a lot of people are questioning, and certainly that will be uh, where the legal battles are. Don Dix is back with us. Just want to read you a couple of headlines before we dive into some of the Senate races, because that's a really big one, too, uh, for Republicans particularly. But listen to this. This is on Real Clear Politics, and I like to check their, their stuff, right? This is just the top five headlines from articles that they aggregate from other sites. Once again, a nation cuts it too close for comfort. Why the Biden blowout didn't come to pass at the White House, exhaustion and defiance. The worst case election scenario is happening as the counting continues. The legal wrangling ramps up. That's what we're in for over the next couple of days. Those headlines, very demonstrative of where we are right now in this race. Certainly a lot different than the headlines that were on this very same site yesterday that were predicting a big, huge win for Joe Biden. Absolutely, and I guess I was busting too big of a move earlier, and I disrupted You broke your phone. Connection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I broke our connection. You broke the internet. That's what you did. Uh, yeah, this is this is one of the things we, you know, we have. I've been saying, and we've been talking about on our show for the better part of a month. The nightmare scenario being a high, I, I felt was a high probability because I did not believe that the uh, that the left, and I'm not saying Democrats, I'm saying the left which occupies territory in the Democrat Party, was not going to go quietly into the night. This was something they have been fighting Donald Trump, the election of November 8, 2016, since the day Donald Trump was elected. Even before that, we now know through the disclosures uh, that the uh, investigation had some very dubious roots. So this guy, and, and the amazing thing is, here, you know, he said, I've never done a press conference that late. Right. I mean, look at the schedule the guy held in the in the days leading up to the election. All of those rallies, and then on top of it, there he is, 3 a.m. D.C., talking about the latest press 2 a.m. Maybe uh, the latest press conference, and still sounding like he had just rolled out of bed and was wide awake and still and, and operating on every cylinder. Don the man. guy's amazing. He really is truly amazing, Dan. I'm so glad to hear you say that. By the way, say amazing, but sometimes say spectacular. Mix it up. <laughs> uh, how about this, Dan? The guy's like so great. Can you say he's so great? He's like so great. So great. He's so oh, great. very good. That's very good. That's pretty good. Uh, let me uh, t- let me respond to one thing you said. I'm a good teacher. <laughs> You're a very, very smart and talented man. Question for you, because I, because you're right. You said the left, uh, you, you commented on how you'd been saying before the election, the left won't go quietly into the night, the name of Rick D's old late night TV show. But right, they wouldn't go quietly into the night after a losing a result. If, and we didn't get that last night for either uh, candidate or party. However, isn't it also clear that President Trump, when asked time and time again about a peaceful transition of power, uh, clearly indicated that he didn't even think – he'd never even entertain the idea that he could lose. He also, Don, let's be honest and consistent, was is on that list of suspects who might not go easily into the night on election evening. 
I think either candidate would in a situation where there was a decisive electoral win, where the ballots were too big for any margin of error, would be fine with saying the American people have spoken. But now you've got a situation, unfortunately, where you've got mainly Democrat states, Democrat cities that are having a problem uh, with something that, as we talked earlier in the show, should have been uh, an easy thing. Counting votes, which is not right. Don, we're losing you again, so we're going to put you on uh, on hold again. We'll try to clear that up with your connection. But I think it, it is important to note, and I would agree with Don, I'd help him along on that line that he was going on yeah, there, Brian. And that is that if there was a real, uh, if there was a real clear-cut winner, I do believe President Trump would have conceded. I don't think he would have fought it. But this is too great an issue, uh, as I, you said, where you I, can't just let this one go. You can't walk away. And, and you can't expect either candidate, as I said a moment ago, and thank you for recalling that, you can't expect either candidate. I believe both of them have certainly legal arguments, and both of them have reason to believe that uh, that they're quite likely the yeah. next president of the United States. So at this point, none of this is uh, – it's actually expected, and if there's good news – I think it's legitimate, this, what, what's happening right now. Yeah, I think uh, the questioning certainly is. Absolutely. That's, that's for sure. All right. The Senate races are important because Republicans have heard Democrats for the last several months make some big promises to pack the Supreme Court. We've heard about ending the filibuster. We've heard about adding states, those t- sorts of things. And so this has become an issue as to who would win the balance of power in the United States Senate right now. Looks like a pretty good, strong night for Republicans. The current count is uh, 47 Republicans to 45 Democrats, but there are still some races that need to be called. In Arizona, it looks like Martha McSally will lose to uh, uh, Mark Kelly, who is the astronaut husband of Gabby Giffords. That would be a Democratic pickup. Yes, Gabby Giffords, of course, uh, the former congresswoman who was shot on a Saturday, I believe, uh, about nine, ten years ago in Arizona. Now, in Colorado, there's another Democratic pickup. The senator is Cory Gardner. He's a Republican. Democrats uh, ran Governor John Hickenlooper, who's extremely popular in the state of Colorado. He won uh, pretty handily, 53 to 44. Now, in Alabama, Doug Jones, the Democrat incumbent, lost to Tommy Tuberville, 60 to 39 percent, by the way. So that's a GOP pickup. We're also watching Michigan, where John James is running against uh, Senator Peters. John James is up 49 to 48. That could be another pickup for Republicans. Lindsey Graham won his race. John Cornyn in Texas winning his race. It looks like Tom Tillis is going to win his race over Cal Cunningham. So a good night all in all for Republicans as uh, we look at the shift and the balance of power in the United States Senate. And in Georgia, there will be a runoff election. There were two Republicans running against one Democrat. And uh, the incumbent Republican, Kelly Loeffler, will be squaring off against the Democratic challenger in January. So we'll know then if Republicans retain that seat. Remember, Jen, it was only Monday when Mitch McConnell said there's a 50-50 chance we hold on to power in the U.S. Senate, we meaning Republicans, they did far better. And he did pretty well, also winning his seat very handily in the state of Kentucky. All right, some arrests made overnight, plus an update on local California elections as your Wednesday post-election morning answer continues.